Hi, my name is Lara Farrell, and this is a series of poems I wrote. The first one is called Dream. I had a dream the other night about fruit as a representation for love. So I put a bowl of fruit out on my bedside table, my favorite berries. Watched them shrivel up as the week went by. Time didn't make sense. It never has. But the fruit was dry, attracting bugs, smelly. Not fruit-like. More like trash. More like ick. Flushed it down the toilet and washed my face. Scrub, scrub. Dreams are dreams are dreams, and that is not truth. I sleepwalk at night, do things. Is that truth? I can't tell where I go, where time goes, and when I try to tell you how I feel, get lost maneuvering through a sensation I'm acquainted with but can still not articulate. I've been here before. But I return because lost is better than realization. Realization is a deep sadness. I had so many ideas for what was to be, and now I've lost ideas. I've become movement towards. But the towards blurs becomes nothing. I eat because I have to, shower because I smell, throw the fruit away because metaphor means nothing to me anymore. It once did, but that was called mania. That was trauma. Ha ha. Isn't life funny? Or something like that. Something like that. More like something I never asked for. This next poem is called Counting. How many words do you know? How many traumas do you have? Draw a map. I am on the bed. The lights are off. Someone stronger is moving my body. Someone stronger is going into my body. How many bodies are in the room? How many bodies are in my body? More than one. Count the number of times you were in the hospital. Count the number of times you were in the police station. Draw a map. Trauma is stored in a nonverbal part of the brain, yet I try to understand it with language, grasping to the only logic I know. I could never do math, counting, numbers. Language is all I have. Count the number of words you know. My body is a word now. It's hard to count the number of times it's happened. It's hard to count the number of things that have happened. I am gasping for air and things are being thrown. I stick my head out the window like it will help. I try to count the crosses in the chain link fence in the park across the street to the left of my apartment, but a bottle hits my head. The number of words you know by the time you are five predict your level of success, they said. What are the levels of success, I said. Draw a map. It looks like a system, not a map. I was always saying what. The teachers tested my hearing later. They said maladaptive dreaming, daydreaming. Why does it take her so long to read? It's processing that takes a while, but I didn't know that word. How do you count words? It's a system, not a map. I try to tell you stories of myself, but they don't make sense. I always have to explain my vagueness. It's metaphorical, easier to access things this way. It's softer easier to access things this way. Count the number of times you asked me to specify. Count the number of times they asked me to specify. Doctor, policeman, judge, friend, lover, parent. Draw a map. Languages are different in the hospital, the police station. Count the number of words you know. Count the number of ways you know how to express what happened. Is it legal? 
medical, academic. Count the number of times I felt the opposite of a feeling. Count the number of times it was an explanation. Draw a map. Count the number of systems, the words that become a part of them. Count them. Count the number of words. Count the number of times you lost track of your count. This next poem is called Entangled. I'm mourning the loss of you by myself because you won't talk to me. I'm mourning the loss of everyone I have lost and everyone I will ever lose in the same moment. It started with you, but then it expanded. I'm mourning the loss of things, objects, ideas, people that still exist, but not to me. I'm mourning the loss of what has been taken. It all starts to compile into a list that runs through my head like a news report. And on this day, hope was lost. So on and so on. I found hope again and again through time and space. Sometimes it takes a particular type of work that feels like digging. Right now it's buried somewhere I've forgotten, like a time capsule with items from my childhood. But I cannot find my childhood home. And now I'm unsure if it ever existed. Memory is funny because the more you return to it, the further it becomes from the thing that actually happened. It's like painting a picture without my glasses on. This is what it is to recall. Plus, I've never been a painter. Only language has allowed me to access things, and I speak in metaphor. Life is really some type of entanglement. I slowed the news report down by drinking water, writing this poem, calling my mother. It's funny how things keep moving along anyway. I'm trying to keep count. I don't know what counts and what doesn't. I become lost in the meaning instead of the action, instead of the feeling even. Sometimes I just need to find out the reason. Most times there isn't any. This next poem is called Witness. My heart broke in the same pattern last time. This time I will be better at putting it back together. Muscle memory. It's funny how we turn pain into humor, but I can't help but to laugh after I finish crying. The pattern becomes a joke itself. Have you ever been cut so deeply that you cannot feel the pain? All you can do is witness it. This next poem is called Fawn. The fawn response or an instinctual reaction associated with the need to avoid conflict via appeasing behaviors. I'm a people pleaser. Watching Bambi as a child, I always cried during the scene when Bambi's mother takes him along into the woods to find food, when a man shows up. As they attempt to escape, his mother is shot and killed by the man, leaving the little fawn mournful and alone. I couldn't recognize my sadness. Instead, I noticed the physical tightness in my throat turned to my own mother and asked what was happening, wet around my eyes, blurring my vision. The movie looked different now. I don't know when I learned to make myself small to please others before being myself. A fawn killed in the woods, a fawn left alone motherless, mournful for the things lost. I'm tired of this narrative, but keep getting caught inside it like a trap set in the woods, a device or enclosure designed to catch and retain allowing entry but no exit and all I want for is an out accounting for all others before myself a fawn seems weak in the woods when an animal knows they are no longer in danger their body does not hold on to the initial trauma response humans on the other hand store this information in their bodies 
A map. My map has grown worn. I've lost track of where the traps have been set in the woods. Or maybe it's not the map. My vision is blurring again, and I can feel the wetness all around. All kinds of wetness. I remember the first time caught in a trap. I still wish them well as they left me for dead. This next poem is called Weeping. Isolation is necessary. Lonely in my grief, I've grown resentful. But I hold it without another for my safety. Witnessing tiny deaths each day of what I thought it meant and of what I want it to to mean and of imagined future and of the recognition of the real versus the real to me. And this process is not staged or linear. And this process is at times performative. And this process is at times nothingness. And that too feels like a kind of death. And by that, I mean a kind of loss where the grief sinks into your bones. Trauma ignited something new in me. The flame burned out and I was left with accountability. That way I could move through it differently. That way I could remember myself. And it works sometimes and I come to grand realizations in Zoom therapy and proclaim change. And I hold myself and I walk with a purpose and I create the meaning. And then something causes another tiny death. Bones fold in like a beach chair, the ever collapsible self shifts into hiding. It feels like work and it feels like exhaustion and I too burn out like the flame I once knew myself to be. And that too is loss. I am water though, salt mixes into the skin. Of course I am crying. I am water after all. And this is the last poem in the collection and it's called Flock. And as the tears fell faster than before, a lightness came over me, as if they were rinsing away a predicted avoidance, a performance I'd become expert at. The tears did not create resolve, but instead welcomed a deep sadness that I'm familiar with, but do not visit often. This is a breathful sadness, a place of gratitude, and a place of pain. It all tends to mix together. It's like watching birds in a flock disperse and remembering that they are not the same, but connected in flight. The tears typically bring their own flight, but instead of the rush, I sit still in the wet. I'm not letting doors blow shut by the wind anymore. Instead, finding ways to close them myself. I'm looking out the window, though, remembering where I've come from.